Welcome back to Raven's Recap. Well, guys, we're all out of lost tokens. This is a, a must-win game for the Ravens at Cincinnati. Gosh, yeah, one of uh, one of the two division games left. If you're a Ravens fan out there, uh, pray to whatever god you believe in. Uh, you know, do whatever <laughs> rituals you need to do. Uh, the guys are going to need it this week. It is an absolutely must-win game. And uh, joining us this week is uh, our good buddy Justin, Bengals fan. How you doing, Justin? It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a few wild up and down weeks. Um, you know, I, I think I'm more confident about the team uh, than I was a few weeks ago. Uh, you guys might be feeling a little bit less confident about the Ravens. I don't know. We haven't really talked about that, so I'm, I'm not going to make fun too much because it's all going to fall apart for the Bungles. Oh man! So we we were um we were all watching uh the game got together the game at a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, we're in a fantasy dynasty league together, and we got together with some other guys in the league, vacant Buffalo Wild Wings, thankfully. Uh, but so they obviously have all the games going on, and so we're watching the Ravens game. And at one point, there it was that play in the game. What was it? The the Bengals stripped Drew Locke. And they ran it back, what was it, like 30 yards, and then fumbled the return, and the Broncos got it back. And I, I just had to say, bungles are going to bungle. <laughs> it was just yes. such a Bengals play. But I remember being happy and then yelling something like, you dummy, at the TV. <laughs> but then uh, I think it got overturned because he actually got shoved over by Drew Locke and then got up to run. And so the Bengals yeah. got to keep the ball. But I was, yeah. I was ready for it. That was, I thought that was the moment. Talk about two teams that neither wanted to win the game. But, yeah, man, you are coming back uh, triumphant on this pod. I think uh, every time you've come in before, the last game between these two teams was uh, a bit of a lopsided win for the Ravens and now a lopsided win for the Bengals. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I made the uh, incredible call of saying that the Ravens (laughs) would shut down Jamar Chase. Uh, Marlon Humphrey would shut the rookie down. He wouldn't have... uh, get over 30 yards receiving in the game and uh as we saw he went on to post what uh to date is the best numbers of his uh young career so um yeah that's i guess if we're going to dive into this game that's a as good a spot to start as any uh jamar chase just ran all over the ravens in that game and the ravens won't even have marlon humphrey for this one but chase has been up and down since then t higgins is catching light too i mean mm-hmm if I'm you guys, I think you got to be feeling pretty good about your guys' passing attack, right? Yeah, it uh, for a while it, it seemed like the plan was going to be to establish Joe Mixon. He had he set a Bengals streak for he he beat AJ Green's record of games with a touchdown, and that was as Jamar Chase was kind of starting to fade and teams were figuring him out. Uh, Mixon he's questionable though this week, I think. So that could be the big factor in the passing game is are the receivers going to have the freedom to to run their routes while you stack the box or without mixing it's Samaje Pirine and he's just not the same so if if you're able to stack the box or if you're able to ignore you know Pirine and just focus on the receivers you should be fine but I don't I don't know how that's going to go uh, especially since it could be even uh, CJ Uzama catching balls out of nowhere he's had a couple of games where he caught multiple touchdown passes so I think last time my prediction was T Higgins was going to go off that was incorrect uh, so maybe that'll be this game's prediction I just flipped him we'll, we'll go with that <laughs> This game's a huge concern 
Obviously, it's a must-win for both teams, essentially, in order to win the division, because these guys are... Uh, one of these two teams is most likely to win the division at this point, and this is a matchup that is not great on paper, obviously. So, Jamar Chase, as we know, had a great game against Marlon Humphrey, and unfortunately, Marlon won't be able to get his revenge. And then you have T. Higgins, who's going to be lining up, or Chase, honestly, because... Um, Aver always plays one side of the field. One of these guys is going to be on a guy who wasn't on the team until a couple weeks ago or last week at the <laughs> at best. So we're at that point. And I guess actually that's not entirely true. Like with Westry and, and, and Jimmy hopefully coming back from COVID. Uh, hopefully they don't have down games because of the illness. But it's still like not the <laughs> not the situation you wanted to go into per se. No, definitely not. But uh, to your, you know, to your credit, the Bengals are terrible if they don't have scout film on someone. Uh, after the Ravens game, Mike White came out and demolished the Bengals, set some sort of ridiculous rookie record. Um, and now we don't even remember who Mike White is anymore. Uh, so I, Lamar Jackson's first start, I believe, was against the Bengals. And yep. I remember thinking the same thing, like, well, they don't have any prep, so it's not going to go well, and it didn't. So I wouldn't worry about about it. The Bengals don't do well. If, if they haven't seen you before. I like your optimism. I don't know if I completely share it, but I'll, I'll try to get in that same mind space. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my, my preseason prediction for the Bengals was eight and nine. So now we've hit eight. So I'll be optimistic for everyone else. I won't. I won't <laughs> You're playing it's, with it's house a good money. Season. Yeah, it's fine. We're good. Yeah. I mean, the season might get canceled anyway at this point. So who knows? <laughs> might just call it quits. Yeah, well, I mean, we're recording fairly early in the week, so I mean, I'm sure there's probably going to be some news, um, you know, in the next couple of days of more COVID positives. Um, sounds like Justin Houston, at least on the Ravens, is uh, put on the list today, so he's questionable for the game. Things are going to be uh, definitely up in the air, you know, given all this new news mm-hmm. and and the, the virus spreading around. So that was one thing I was going to bring up, though, is um, you know, despite the secondary, the Ravens are expecting a couple guys back. We'll see how that goes. I think, um, you know, one thing that would definitely help is, you know, the Ravens have got to amp their pass rush up a little bit. You know, we were talking in the last episode about the Packers, and it just felt like we didn't really get, we didn't really rattle Rodgers at all that game. I, we ended up with three sacks, which is surprising. There's some games that we, you know, we just go without zero sacks, and it's kind of normal. But even then, it's just, you know, we didn't really seem to affect him too much, and he kind of had his way with us and was able to, you know, throw for three touchdowns easy um with burrow i mean i know uh you know we had talked about in the past that he you know seems to read blitzes pretty well and and kind of uh performs well in that situation but you know i think the ravens do need to find ways to make him a little uncomfortable and i'd be curious to see if wink has got anything up his sleeve uh, for that this game yeah i think um burrow got sacked once the last in the last game which was surprising because the Bengals' offensive line it's it's been up or down this year and, and this week they're going to be dealing with some injuries. So if you can get to burrow, he's, I think he's been sacked one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Like they're still not protecting him very well, even though in the Ravens game that pull it together very well, but they're, they're three deep into the right guard position this week. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's a weak spot for sure. And you guys, your right tackles out too. He was out against Denver. Oh. I know. Yeah, uh, Riley Reef, uh, the the one they pulled over from Minnesota this year, who's he's just a solid veteran. But there's 
there's really no one behind him that can fill it in quite well. So three deep on the guard, maybe two deep. Uh, I think Rife's Reef's questionable this week. So that whole side of the line, that's the spot to to go after. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Burrow's game logs. It's been an interesting year for, for him. So 44 sacks in total so far. So that is a lot. Uh, looks like he got sacked five times first two weeks of the season. But then there was a, a five-game streak where he didn't go get hit that much. I mean, he got after that zero, one, three, two, one, three. And then after after the, the game against the Jets, uh, looks like he's getting hit uh, quite a bit. He got five, three, two, six, five, and three. So is that uh, that streak in the middle of the season, was that just the offensive line was uh, healthier then and now injuries are back and that's why he's getting pummeled? Um, that's part of it. Um, I, I, some of it was the center, Trey Hopkins. He was coming off an ACL tear and he was doing well. He His ACL tear was later than Joe Burrow's last year. He wasn't quite where he needed to be, but he was doing okay and teams were starting to figure out some of his weaknesses. And then the the injuries started catching up to everyone else. So it's a you know a double a double hit there. Yeah, the other question I had is how's Burrow recovering from that injury? I know he got a little banged up and has been playing through it. Um, any impact to his game? Um, no, there have been some scary situations where he'll land on his knee and everyone you know waits for it. And he's got up and limped a couple times. I think just testing it out to make sure it's fine. Um, the the injury he's been dealing with the last couple of weeks is the pinky finger on his throwing hand got dislocated, uh, which surprisingly didn't take any of the the zip off his passes the last two weeks. Uh, there were a couple that you could tell got away, but he's managing that one just fine. Uh, the one the one thing I have noticed he he had several rushing touchdowns last year. He has just one this year. Uh, he's I don't know if if it's his choice or the coaches hammering you know in his head don't don't do something brave with the ball, get rid of it, but he's not running as much. Uh, I know that's due to the injury, but I don't know if it's his choice or just the coach is playing safe and they're probably not going to reveal what, what the reason is for that. Another thing to keep an eye out for Reigns fans is uh, the status of Joe Mixon. It sounds like he sprained his ankle. So we'll see how well it responds uh, going into the week or otherwise it sounds like it'll be the P Ron show with uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans. Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like a he's like the next Giovanni Bernard. He's just a little quick guy, you know, not gonna be an every down back, but he comes in for third down passes and you know, the occasional spell. He caught a pretty nice touchdown pass um a few weeks ago from Burrow is is one on the year, but he'll be getting in a lot more work if Mixon's down. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see if um Calais Campbell is going to make his way back into the Ravens lineup. He's been out for a few weeks, I guess, with a, was a thigh injury, I believe. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see if he's able to make it back. It sounds like we might be getting um, Prinell McPhee back somewhat soon. It looks like he was designated to return from IR. So um, we'll have a little bit of reinforcements there, maybe. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to everybody just returning from the COVID list this week. Um, you know, everybody that missed last week, uh, Chuck Clark, Jimmy Smith, uh, Chris Westry, all those guys would will definitely be needed, I think, this week. Is Lamar back? We haven't – are we were you saving his maybe ankle twist for later? Am I spoiling something? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not spoiling anything. John Harbaugh is extremely coy and plays a lot of poker with the injuries. So all, all leading up to last this last game against the Packers, uh, Ravens fans, we thought he was out, but Harbaugh insisted that – 
the up until basically inactives were announced that Lamar Jackson had a chance to play and lo and behold he was out as we expected so yeah I think it's going to be a, a surprise to both fan bases whether or not Jackson's out there on Sunday unless unless we hear something very definitive uh, in the coming days yeah he's improving uh there was a report that he looked better on the weekend uh but he still wasn't fully there and but was that a real report or was that John oh, Harbaugh smokescreen? Yeah, sure. Right. Like, I mean, we really don't know. I will say, I think he's going to almost definitely play in my book. I would say it would have to almost have a regression from where he was at now for him not to play is my guess. I I, I don't know, obviously, what his status is, but knowing like how sprained ankles normally are, I feel like after two weeks, it's going to be about as good as it's going to get for probably the rest of the year until it can fully, fully heal with uh, some more time. It's kind of a, a, a long decay to get to 100% after an ankle sprain. For what it's worth, I like Tyler Huntley. Um, I remember when he got drafted out of Utah last year, he was one of the rookie quarterbacks. No, was he undrafted or was he seventh round? Undrafted. Sorry. Yeah, undrafted. undrafted. He was on the phone the whole seventh round with us, apparently. They were like, be calm. We got you. We have a plan. <laughs> Just don't get uh, picked. <laughs> well, he's he's uh, he's one of those, you know, maybe, well, I don't want to say Tom Brady, but he's one of those late round quarterbacks that you think that I thought anyway might be able to develop into something good. And, uh, you know, I, from what I've seen when he has got a chance, it's been all right. He might be good trade bait for, you know, down the line then. Trade him? Ravens fans want to trade Lamar Jackson at this point. <laughs> not us but uh there's definitely someone out there who are like you gotta trade lamar and i was like honestly i don't even think he'd be worth all that much because like unless because you wouldn't trade with him unless you already had an extension guaranteed right like so Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know what he's really necessarily worth uh because we're willing to trade him then it suggests that we're not willing maybe to resign him so then he could just be resigned in a year i don't know it yeah i'll think about it totally buy it i don't totally (laughs) buy it yeah And I also don't think that they should trade Huntley for what it's worth. I think he's very valuable to this team, and eventually he'll get a shot to be a starter. I think he will be a starter in this league at some point. But uh, at this point, like, I think it's not easy to come by a uh, guy who can step into an offense that's very unique and deliver at this level. Um, It gives you really good confidence as a Ravens fan to be like, you know, if the unthinkable happens and Lamar has to miss games, which has happened, you actually have a guy Mm -hmm. who can fill in really, really well and give your team a very good chance to win. So that is, uh, that's a very valuable thing to have. Yeah. Stylistically, it's the same, you know, you don't have to worry about the receivers trying to, you know, redo chemistry, the offensive line, figuring out too much of anything new. So I, I think that was the, that's been his best benefit for filling in. Yeah. And Huntley also had a lot of experience with some of these wide receivers that are getting play time because we have a lot of wide receiver depth, at this point on the roster and um he had like a lot of reps with uh bateman in the preseason and with uh wallace and prochet so you're able to see when these guys come into the game he has confidence to hit them as well let alone his like obvious great targets and mark andrews and hollywood brown so yeah i think there's a lot to uh to like about the Ravens situation right now in the quarterback room yeah i was gonna say basically has chemistry with everybody but hollywood brown um just can't seem to hit him on anything i mean yeah, some of the underneath passes i think this past game he was hitting them just fine uh that's kind of huntley strength but when it comes to like any you know deep routes to hollywood he just overthrows them by like 10 yards yeah but i mean to to your point i think ravens fans i mean 
we want Lamar Jackson healthy, obviously. Um, but if they have to go another game with Huntley, I think you know they still have a great shot. Uh, he has incredible chemistry with with Mark Andrews. Uh, Andrews has you know had a great year, but has just had two of the best games of his season catching balls mainly from Huntley. The routes that Andrews really likes is just fits right into where Huntley throws the ball. Um, he's very good in the short to intermediate game. Deep ball needs some work, but when he's that accurate there and he can uh, has the rushing advantage that he does, as long as the Bengals don't take that away, if he has to start, he can still have a lot of success there, which I think does bring us to a good time to talk about the Bengals secondary. Some fans I know, actually, Alec, you might, I know you were uh, mentioning this earlier, so do you want to take away <laughs> your uh, uh, the Eli Apple stuff? Oh, man, the guy's talking a lot of smack on Twitter. And, of course, the Ravens uh, players have seen it, too. He says that, uh, you know, Lamar's going to be generous with throwing picks so he can give the ball to some Somebody on Twitter asked for a ball, and he's like, no worries. I'll get a pick against Lamar, and I'll be able to give it right to you. And uh, he, he's, he made a comment, I think, about, oh, that was his best play of the game, talking about, like, something minor. I forget who it was. But anyways, yeah, he I mean, he was just talking a lot of smack, so... Obviously, we want to light him up just uh, on principle. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was ever supposed to be a starter. He's kind of struggled his career, and all of a sudden he gets to Cincinnati this year and injuries, and there he is. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Well, last I remember, he was on uh, the Saints for that one year. But, uh, yeah, he's jumped around. He's been at four teams, it looks like, his career. Yeah, I was surprised when the Bengals signed him. I thought, you know, they just he was kind of a – training camp depth player and he's had to step up he's made some okay plays but he's also sucked a bit so he shouldn't be talking smack to be honest he's talking about us being a lot of smoke lamar is going to be generous he's also like retweeting people in the ravens media being like we got you no or like you know (laughs) we're gonna beat them the the playoff race is already over it's just (laughs) all right (laughs) oh man well in fairness to to the Bengals, though, I mean, their defense played excellent against the Ravens uh, in the last meeting, and a lot of it really had to do with the defensive line. Um, I watched some of the of the film, the the Bengals playing the Broncos before this episode, and Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, they were having a monster day with against the Broncos tackles, from what I could tell, constantly in the backfield on pass plays, collapsing the pocket. Who was it? Also, number fifty-seven stood out as well. Is that Jermaine Pratt? I believe that's Pratt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. His uh, second year out of NC State, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, all all three of those guys are they were issues in the first game, and and the Ravens are going to have to have their A game against those guys. Um, now it does look like Logan Wilson was out against the Broncos. Is was that COVID or is he like I'll have an injury? No, he did something to his shoulder. Um, I'm not sure the extent of it. It's not he, – he's day-to-day. It's it's some sort of sprain. So uh, it's iffy if he'll be back. Uh, Trey Hendrickson hurt his back in the last game. Um, he is – I think he'll be okay. But, like, Sam Hubbard, he's he's healthy. He's just a beast. He's, uh, he's a local kid always from the area, so – the Bengals do love drafting Ohio State players, and, and Sam Hubbard's one of the big ones. Um, he finally, I think when, when Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins finally kind of wore themselves out, he's the, he's the one they had in mind to take over, and, and he's, been, he's been a beast. 
Yeah, I want to say that game, gosh, yeah, the game that we had against them, I thought that was one of the worst uh, games from the Ravens' offensive line that we've seen all season. We were just having a heck of a time just dealing with all those edge rushers. Yeah, uh, Hendrickson in particular, I'm, I'm definitely a little bit surprised with him overall. Just, you know, he, he seemed, I don't know, it seemed to me kind of like one of the signings where maybe overpay for uh, somebody mm-hmm. on the Saints who's kind of, you know, overproducing in that defense or something. But he's definitely proven to be a really valuable weapon for the Bengals this year. Yeah, I think he's one sack shy of setting the record for consecutive games with a sack, which... We'll see how the injury pans out. I think TJ Watt would get that record if he wasn't just perpetually hurt. Yeah. So Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Obviously the quarterback situation of is Lamar gonna be a play or not. One of the things that would uh like to see the Ravens continue to do and try to just have a little bit more balance is, you know, see what the rushing attack is gonna do. The story of the season I feel is just kind of up and down all the time. But one of the things we saw recently last week was that they decided to give Latavius Murray a few more carries and he was actually pretty successful. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see if, if we're going to go back to a Devonte Freeman show or are we going to have Murray be the feature back? I mean, do some sort of mix there and, and are they, you know, going to try and, you know, establish the run a little bit more and, and try to commit to that a little bit uh, to be able to just take some of the pressure off the Bengals pass rush. Yeah, I think in the the last game we played, it, um, was Le'Veon Bell still on the team? Mm-hmm. Did he? Yeah, he was. Yep. In? I remember. I, I remember the running game was kind of a question mark last time. Just the kind of the dust settling from the preseason uh, bad juju you guys ran into. But it seems like in the last few weeks, it's just you don't need a superstar running back as long as you have a consistent back figured out. So. Yeah, it's 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 okay. Um, <laughs> like not, not if you play fantasy football, but <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, even in execution, it's been a little weird. Before Lamar got hurt, uh, it was just very offense is very inconsistent. Not scoring a whole lot of points. Lamar was just holding on to the ball too long and really just not very effective overall. To be honest, um, hmm. and it, it wasn't like I mean the the lack of a running game. I think to lean on was was part of it. It wasn't the whole story. Um, mm-hmm. But in recent weeks, Devontae Freeman has uh, continued to get better and better. I think um, we just we've been surprised at um, how much burst he has the last couple of weeks compared to the beginning of the season, where we all thought he was the clear cut candidate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he, he's kind of proven us wrong there. And even Latavius Murray, he had his injury, and after that, he kind of looked like crap. Would be good for a yard, maybe minus four. But this game, he kind of came back with a vengeance. So. It's it's up in the air. I mean, I don't think any of these guys are going to be like, you know, J.K. Dobbins was in the game last year. If they can contribute 50 yards or something to the offense, I think that would be good. Yeah, if if either Freeman or or um, Murray are, is able to burst out a 70-yard run like Dobbins did uh, last year, something incredibly wrong went uh, down on the Bengals' side of the, of the defense there. <laughs> have to be a pretty darn convincing uh, convincing. Uh, fake there <laughs> or just or amazing have to be like of, yeah or have to be like a marshawn lynch like incredible like beast mode kind of thing or something just legitimately wondering right now like take haloti nada in his in the prime of his career have him at sprint with murray and freeman currently who would win that one it might be close oh my gosh it's like the uh the movie replacements based off of the real events of the strike, but this year it's right, like yeah. the replacements, but for COVID and everything else, 
Did you guys watch the Browns game right before the recording started or catch any of it? No, no we were just watching updates while we were uh, oh. recording. Yeah, that was, I mean, that felt like the replacements. It was the Browns. It felt like their preseason. Like, it was all these guys that, you know, came in for the third quarter of a preseason game. This was their time to shine. And, well, I'm glad the Browns Browns in the end, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I've never seen it like this. I don't know if you guys have, where if the Browns would have won, they were going to be first place, but they lost, so now they're last place in the division. Like, it's, the North is just. It's, it's AFC in general. The Ravens have, have dropped from the first seed to, to the eighth seed in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I crazy. think there's there's three teams in the AFC that are not at 500 or better. So, uh, yeah, it's incredible. These last three weeks are going to be a roller coaster for a lot of us here in the AFC. Fun fact about the replacements before moving on: uh, that m- movie was shot in M&T Bank Stadium before any football games had actually been played there. Really? So, technically, Shane Falco has the first touchdown pass in M&T Bank uh, Stadium history. <laughs> You guys should make a banner and hang it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else to talk about? Are we going into uh, score and bold predictions? I'm down to go into those predictions. Yeah, why not? None of them came true last time. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. We all all picked the game wrong and... (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of that, why don't we... We should give an update on our bold predictions this season. So, um, Peter... Uh, was the only one to get his bowl prediction last week. He said two or more scoring plays by the quarterback. Huntley had four scores, uh, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. So he's at, uh, let's see, two bowl predictions for the season. And remind you, we have 15 weeks. So, uh, <laughs> But that being said, Alec actually leads. He has uh, He's won three bold predictions out of 15. Caught two and a half. I, on the other hand, have not won a single bold prediction this entire season. That uh, the Bateman TD and bold predictions award elude me. Now we also have to re- remember that Alec does technically have an asterisk since his week yeah, fourteen I, prediction I, I, was I no Lamar picks, and Lamar played one quarter. <laughs> That's why I said I, I have two point five at best. Two point five at best. Sure. Okay. Well, it doesn't change the fact that I don't have any this week, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just have to try this week. So uh, before we get into it, I guess uh, Justin, we like to give the guests uh, the option to go first if you uh, if you want to give your bold and score predictions right now. Well, the option I will defer to the, okay. the end. <laughs> All right, I don't mind going ahead. I think I have a unique bold prediction that no one else is going to take, so I'll put it out there. Go ahead, Brandon man. Stevens had a better game than he ever had as a player. I'm going to say he gets a pick in this game against Burrow. It's a very specific bold prediction. I like it. That's very bold given his hand situation. I know. He's been spending <laughs> time with the jugs machine. I gave, you know, we gave a little pep talk. And now I believe in him. Score prediction. I'm going to be the first one to go out on this limb. You know, you got to keep the faith in this fan base. I'll never surrender. Going into Cincinnati is going to be tough. But I think the Ravens figure out a way to win. And it's going to be via a two-point conversion yeah <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna what they're gonna nice. do ex- it's gonna be miserable it's gonna be absolutely miserable they're, they're gonna go down and then they need the two-point conversion to win and everyone's gonna be like oh my god they haven't done it and then they're gonna do it and it's gonna be great and we're all gonna celebrate so the ravens win 29 to 28 oh man well hopefully for this game the ravens get Devin duvernay back he was beat up a bit in the last game we are any uh in, in updates on duvernay yeah he's a uh, day-to-day day-to-day okay regardless we saw a lot of 
I shouldn't say a lot, but we did see Tylen Wallace and James Prochet get in on the action a little bit and catch some passes uh, when DuVernay went down. I'm going to take a bold prediction here that Alec is going to be jealous he didn't make and say that uh, James Prochet gets his first touchdown of the season against Before the Bengals. Before Bateman? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I, I didn't say Bateman won't get a touchdown. Maybe Bateman gets one and, you know, Prochet gets in one in the third quarter. I don't if know. If you get but. your bold prediction before <laughs> my four weeks in a row with Bateman touchdowns, I'm going to be so livid. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, this is going to be a really interesting game. Really interesting game. Um, fun fact, John Harbaugh, even in the couple of years where he had a losing team uh, with the Ravens, has never had a record below 500 in the AFC North in any given season. Currently, the Ravens are 1-3. and three. It would be history if the Ravens lose. Honestly, I think that this team, like we said in the last episode, Ravens lost, but there's a lot of positives to take from that game that they played the Packers so tough. A Packers team that is, you know, one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl currently. And the Ravens took them to the very end with basically a week one preseason lineup out there. I think it's going to be an ugly divisional game. I'm going to say Ravens win it 17-14. But it's not one I think that either side is going to feel comfortable about at any point in this game. Well, I'll go with mine. Uh, My record doesn't really show any of this, so I'm going to make a Super Bowl prediction here because, honestly, this is the last hurrah. If we lose this game, uh, (laughs) my confidence, I think, it's an all-time low in this season. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson comes back and he has three touchdowns. And I'm going to say that the Ravens pulled this out. You know, I, I said last week um, the Packers game wasn't really a must-win game. And I didn't really think that they could pull it out. This Bengals game is a must-win game. And after what I saw from the Ravens last week, uh, they played their hearts out. They got to repeat this this week, and I'm hoping that they have enough to be able to pull out a win. So I'm going to say that the Ravens uh, end up beating the Bengals 28-24. All right, Justin, we're all picking the Ravens here. Last time, I think you went with the Ravens too. <laughs> well, every every time. Uh, this is my fourth time on, and I think three times so far I've picked the Ravens, and I've been correct twice. Uh, last year's were both givens. I mean, those are pretty bad blowouts. Burrow wasn't even there for one. Um, do I want to avert history? Uh well, I tell you what, I'm going to I'm going to mix my bold prediction and score prediction. I'm going to say uh the Bengals rookie kicker who set a team record last week against the Broncos, he made a 58-yarder. I think the previous record by Cincinnati was 56. Uh I'm going to say he sets the record at Paul Brown Stadium, uh which currently sits at 55. So I think he's going to kick something longer than 55. But I think in the end Justin Tucker is going to outmaneuver the Bengals for a Ravens 19 to 16 victory. My bold prediction last time was that there would be no turnover by either team. And if I recall, the only turnover was Joe Burrow throwing that really dumb looking pass for no reason at the end of the second quarter that got intercepted. And other than that, it was a completely turnover free game. That's right. You did say that. Good memory. That's crazy. That's just the Ravens let the offense just get that out of hand. And there was no turnovers <laughs> on the Ravens side. Wow. Yeah, that that was a wild game, man. I uh I just like could barely watch it. <laughs> I was just like, Are you kidding me? The way they just pulled away in that second half, I was just like, What happened? Yeah, that's that's something new that, that Marvin Lewis never did. Like you didn't see many second half adjustments. It was like stick with the game plan, stick with the game plan, but 
Zach Taylor doesn't care. He's he'll blow up the second half and it's so far there've, there've been several games of just monster second halves, both Pittsburgh games. That's when they pulled away as well. So, yeah, well, we'll see for sure, man. This is uh, the game of the year. I kind of wish I could go to Cincinnati and watch it. Like this is a, uh, this going to be it, man. So either the Ravens win and the three of us go into M&T bank a week later, excited to watch the Rams game, or we're going in praying for a confluence of events such that we can still get into the playoffs. What a delta. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked about the beginning. There are no more uh no more loss tokens, man. We've we've used them all. Those games against the uh the Raiders and the Dolphins just gosh, they uh they look really sad right about now. We could really use those wins. But hey, uh if the Ravens are able to pull this one out and keep their playoff hopes alive and we get some guys healthy, who knows what'll happen. I think uh I think we're all just kind of on the edge of our seats just hoping for a, a good outcome here yeah just i'm ready for the season to move on it's like my team did well enough let's get to the playoffs <laughs> i mean technically speaking the the afc north could be the first division in history to get all of its teams in the playoffs but that would require a weird yeah really mix weird. of yeah. things to happen yeah yeah if cleveland had won today i think there would there i mean there could have been a, a real outside shot of that but now that's looking slimmer with that but yeah. well yeah, cleveland does crazy <laughs> cleveland and cincinnati play in cleveland uh in week 18 for the the final game so that even if the Bengals win this week if the browns keep it up and ravens keep it up there could be something weird going on in a couple more weeks it's just way too close but i'm happy it's it makes the whole season interesting it's the first time in five years i haven't given up after week four so <laughs> it's always something yeah yeah, it's certainly the the most you know toss up of a year, at least in the AFC that I can remember for quite a while. So uh, certainly interesting in that regard. Hopefully the Ravens can be there. And you know what? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing a Ravens Bengals in the in the playoffs. I think that would be an interesting matchup. Well, as long as the Steelers don't make it, but yeah, true, true. <laughs> I'm with you on that. As long as Tom I mean, Brady they doesn't win Lions. another Super Bowl too, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I would yep. I'd be down for that be cool to see those teams face off in the playoffs. I'm sure it's going to happen sometime soon. Okay, oh, sorry. Man. I thought you were going to say <laughs> you wanted to see Tom Brady win an eighth Super Bowl. Come on, Alec. <laughs> no, no, he's done. Okay. He's done. He, he got uh, shut out yet again, third time in his career. Can't say that for Mr. Breeze or Mr. Payne Manning. So, uh, <laughs> goat status in question. <laughs> he smashed a tablet pretty good, too, if, if you saw the clip. Just I demolished know. that thing over there. <laughs> the sideline i did not that was his best YouTube, of the game. here i come <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks so much justin for joining us to talk about this game obviously a huge game uh we'll be rooting all different sides but i think uh it'll be a lot of fun yeah absolutely i'm gonna look forward to it and i mean i think win or loss it's been a good season for the Bengals, much better than i anticipated and um you know, for you guys, I, I don't know, given the preseason injuries, is it better than you anticipated or? Oh, absolutely not. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not better. I mean, there's silver linings, but yeah, if, I, go, I, I think for, I think for most of us, it's like, it felt like a Super Bowl or bust kind of thing. I mean, maybe not bust, but I think for us, we all, we all see the giant albatross of a contract that's in the inevitable future of Lamar Jackson, which mm. he deserves, but uh, we're the the you know what Flacco's contract did to the Ravens is still is still fresh so it'll be a 
there kind of felt like uh, racing against time to have a, a full ro- pair of full roster with a quarterback at a bargain price. So, huh. is he going to go the Mahomes route and just get massive deal and then buy part of the Orioles? You think? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's definitely getting paid. I mean, there's been a lot of, of chatter with Ravens fans here because Ravens fans are are very very dramatic from week to week of how Lamar Jackson doesn't deserve to be paid because the last three games he uh, only threw one touchdown or had turnovers or, you know, because obviously, you know, his his whole resume of awesome play before <laughs> that, you know, means nothing. Just the, the past three games should should determine everything. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll say the, the thing that gives me some confidence, though, is like we were talking about this team with all these injuries is still finding ways to compete. And if you look at the amount of cap that's an injury right now, that's that's the Lamar contract and then some. So the idea is that maybe, you know, they can still put together really good teams around a guy and and compete. So I, I'm not losing hope that the window's shut. Obviously, it's harder in a way, but Lamar might just get better too. Like he might become mm-hmm. more and more of a, a player that can elevate the team around him. And I mean, you know, I think I was thinking about it today on my walk home. I was thinking to myself, you know what? The Ravens are going to win a Super Bowl with Lamar for sure. I felt full confidence and I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be the best roster we put together as a team, but I think with Lamar Jackson at the helm, we'll, we'll get a Super Bowl. He's just too good. Like one of the years we'll find a way. (laughs) I love how you always tell us where you are when you have your thoughts. I feel like, you have to remember exactly where you had that thought. And then when Lamar Jackson does win the Super Bowl, you got to like buy a stone and just like etch it in. Just like, this is where Alec had thought. You know, I can tell you exactly where I was. <laughs> I was at the intersection of Wayne and, uh, oh man, what's that other road? I don't know. You were there. I forget not what me. the other road is, but it's right. But it's at, it's at the John Sarbanes Metro Center in Silver Spring, okay. Maryland. <laughs> I was I was at that corner. There you go. And it's currently in construction, so I could uh, plant my flag there. Man. Alec was here, and this is where he had the thought. Well, unfortunately, I I stopped my recording. But if someone else did, we'll remember to do that. We'll we'll buy the stone. We'll put the etching in, and we'll we'll put it there when Lamar wins. That's why we got the Zoom recording, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Uh, all right, man. Well, thanks again, Justin, for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean. Bengals are better than the Browns, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. No, it's it's been a weird year. Like every time I think, like, oh, we lost to the Jets, now we suck. I look at you know the Chiefs went on their little like three game losing skid, and it's like everyone just drops a game to a bad team this year. There's no there's no way around it. So the playoffs will be where the magic happens, I guess. For sure, I could definitely see some upsets in this. Uh playoff race so in a way i'm kind of happy the Ravens might not be the first seed you know it's got to continue the narrative of the season so <laughs> we'll be scrappy looking forward to it ravens fans you can find us on twitter ravens underscore recap and you can email us feedback at ravensrecap.com. we'll be back next week win lose or draw uh, except uh i'd be very shocked if we got a tie that would make it super interesting <laughs> that, would, that, that, would fit, that would fit the rest of the season to be honest that oh would- my gosh the most Tucker interesting timeline. Tucker misses the field goal for my prediction, and it's a 16 to 16 tie. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll be <laughs> back. Go Ravens. <laughs>